Alrighty, recording is in progress. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with the third edition of the IFL podcast. My name is Mike Ransom. I'm here joined as always by the main man, Joey Shope himself. Joey, how are you doing today? Good, Mike. How are you doing? Good. I'm doing well. I mean, it seems like that everything is back to form. Uh, series one is in the books. Can you yeah, believe happy, it? Yeah. Happy IFL season. It's already it's already getting kicking, kicking off. I know. We got uh, a lot of great matchups to review. We're going to go in. We're going to break down uh, all of the series one matchup as well as the first series two match well not to uh cut you off there mike but i'm curious about uh how is your team doing so far we've had one game how are, how's your ranking uh it's going it's going okay i mean there was a couple surprises here and there but overall uh, overall i feel solid um and where i'm at uh points wise uh i was uh able to uh you know actually tie uh the league that i was in with uh with drew uh, I was tied up. So, uh, you know, that really kind of hurt the overall, the overall point aspect, but, um, you know, we're here, I feel confident in my team, you know, I might have a little powwow with them on the side, you know, and, and amp them up, but, yeah. uh, how are you feeling? How are you uh, feeling, sir? Well, you know, IFL is a long season. I can tell you that much. That's, I feel comfortable saying that much. Mm -hmm. Uh, I am definitely, uh, looking forward to the remaining of the fantasy season. Uh, as I had, uh, you know, a good, uh, a, a, you know, a good showing from some players, but I am unfortunately last in the uh, in the league I'm in. You know, it's tough, and who knows? Uh, you know, and just like in regular fantasy football, there's always a week one jitters. People, you know, absolutely, once you, it's it's growing consistency. There could be, uh, you know, some some of those high end value picks are going to be settling kind of into their own. And, and, and overall, overall, how do you think your, your own personal draft went on, on draft day? I like, you know, I'm a really big fan of my team. I think I got Jennifer Choi. I've got uh, Aubrey Bishop, Clayton Moore, Talia Partita and Zach Robbins. I'm very happy with this team overall. I think that where I'm going to succeed more than anything is consistency I think that that's going to be kind of where I shine. I don't think I'm going to have too many highs and too many lows. I think I'm going to be, well, I mean, at least I think that's true, but you know, we'll see how it's working out. Yeah, but, we'll, we'll yeah. see how that works out. Uh, but, but yeah, I, but I'm looking for consistency for my players. I don't think I'm going to have boom or bust uh, games few and far between. All right, Joe, you know, I felt incredibly confident um, in my draft and Mr. James Stevick came to play. Uh, he absolutely came to play. Clayton, uh, Clayton came to play as well. Um, my pick, David Kasner, we had a great sub and Danny Gomez coming on in and Danny uh, absolutely killed it. So the, a lot, a lot of upside there. Um, you yeah, know, David, now it's just... David tweaked his hamstring at, uh, at practice. So we needed, he needed to be sidelined, but you luckily were able to pick up his, uh, his replacement uh, for at least now, which was Danny Gomez. Right. You know, we told him that you can't, keep zip zap zopping without the ankle bracelet or, yeah. uh, you know we we can't we can't have you do that but you know he famously doesn't take advice from any medical physician of our of our ifl staff so you know uh, it's yeah, it's, a, it's a personal choice that he can make and we have that uh we have that uh going for him yeah absolutely absolutely so i mean just kind of taking a look we have uh just as a refresh we have 
uh, our two leagues. So we have one for those degenerate, degenerate gamblers, and then we have a, a free league. But just because it's a free league doesn't mean that the stakes are any lower with that. So, um, you know, just looking at it, uh, there was a lot, a lot of big points um, going into this one. Uh, Garen and Clayton's team uh, both had 40 points combined, which got them mm -hmm. a total of four victory points, um, mm -hmm. just as a as a brief explanation for how those work. Your yeah. Go yeah, I was going to say, the, the victory points are how many people you have beaten. So if you tie with somebody, which I believe you and Drew tied in your league, uh, mm -hmm. so if one of you had a little bit more points, you might have scored three victory points, mm -hmm. but you both scored two because you guys were right in the middle of that pack. So yeah, if you are the number one player, you're not tying, you're getting five victory points. If you're the number two player, four, three, two, you know, so on and so forth. You beat nobody, you do get zero points, which is unfortunately the reality for me. That's okay, Joey. There's a long, long, long season. So don't you even worry about it. So um, yeah, so right now up at the top of the uh, paid lead, we have Garen um, and Clayton right up at the top, followed by a strong showing by Robert. And then Anna, Kristen uh, doing as well, uh, doing well as well. And then Joey, just one point away, one point shy I know. from that. If I would have tied with Kristen, uh, at least both of us would have zero points. <laughs> Right, exactly. Bring people down. That's the whole goal of uh, IFL is to just really bring people down. So Yeah, well, let's talk <laughs> about that first game. Uh, what a great game it was. It was the Tuscan Raiders traveling all the way to the new Port Beach Academy. And uh, 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 let me be clear when I say here that the scoreboard doesn't tell the whole story. So it was mm -hmm. 65 to 60, but um, really what came out was the strong showing from Kyle uh, Pearson, who was going as Ray Durst. Mm. Uh, as in trust in Raiders, uh, a very, uh, very strong showing. He won our, he's the first annual, uh, or I guess not annual, but he's the first winner of the Taco Bell Cup. Uh, this is, that is the highest, Taco Bell player of the game, excuse me. Taco Bell player of the game is the player who scores the highest in the show. Uh, mm -hmm. so, so Ray Durst, the captain of the Tustin Raiders, played by Kyle Pearson, really showed up in a big way. And if you're looking, we've got the scoreboard in front of us. He's got points in every scene. And yep. he got the two-point uh, lineup joke, which, as you remember, as the captain, not only do you get a point for every lineup joke that is successful, you also get the bonus for winning the shootout. Yes, absolutely. And, I mean, you could tell just by looking at this, like you had said, he is all over the place, especially – uh, in the lightning round, really putting the team on the back in the lightning round and getting, yeah. uh, doing a lot of that heavy lifting there. Um, but absolutely. But let's, I, you know, I, and I do want to talk about the Newport Beach Academy a little bit too, because we did see some stuff that we like seeing. We had David Kasner ranked really high and he and, uh, filled in by Danny Gomez, but that captain position was the second, uh, uh, was the second highest scoring player, third highest scoring player, Vanessa Kozianon. Uh, who uh, first IFL show uh, had out came out strong. I think got stronger as the night went on, um, for sure. I think that uh, she was absolutely a lot of fun to watch that night. And I think I think that she's only progressing forward. I will tell you, I'll, you know, spoiler alert. But as she played in game one of series two, she did win Taco Bell Player of the Game. But we'll get to that in a minute. Dang. And that's what you like to see that, you know, you're talking about growth. 
uh, you know, left left a couple points, left a point on the table for the first goalie for the first goalie save. Yeah, but was able to rebound very nicely. And another Absolutely. thing, too, another thing too, um, you know, the coaches they got to realize, you know, in these games it's real close. So the difference between coming out uh, for your third, uh, you know, elusive uh, goalie save in the uh, lightning round is very very important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, yeah. And then also another strong, a very, a pretty strong strong from Zach Robbins too, who was the fourth highest scoring player. Uh, so yeah, we just kind of, uh, which is, you know, what's kind of what we expect here. Uh, I want to talk about game two, because there's something interesting in this game too. And this was the garden Grove shotters at the Irvine.comies. Yep. So let's talk about that. Of course, this one, 74 to 73, uh, no shocker here that this was a very tight contest between these two. We have a very, very talented team on both sides of the ball. Um, uh, you know, one could say uh, that uh, Enrique uh, Gomez did fill in for the uh, uh, injured midfielder, uh, Julie Hawking, uh, but, you know, mm. held his own. He, if you look at his score points, he, he did very well, fell, uh, filled in uh, where needed, got a two-point joke. Uh, very exciting to see that whenever we get a substitute to score as well. And it's just a reminder, uh, if you draft someone, but say they get injured or plagued with the injury bug or whatever, you get the points from their substitute. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, it's a shame to see that injury bug coming around. But, I mean, like I said, just like in sports, there's always one high-profile yeah. injury in training camp. There yeah. is always that. So it's something, so to, it's something to keep an eye out on for sure. So this is interesting. This is what I want to draw, uh, draw your attention to. So uh, the Garden Grove Trotters won. And so Zach Payne and the way that Taco Bell player of the game works is that you get um, uh, you get uh, the winning team, the person who scored the highest on the winning team wins the Taco Bell player of the game. But if you, if you scroll down to James Stebeck, he was the highest scoring player, but unfortunately he was on the losing side of the contest. So mm. you're going to see this from time to time where the highest scoring player was not on the winning team. In fact, again, if we're not to jump forward a little bit, but if you go to um, uh, game three, which was the end of series one, that happens again, but we're going to come to that when we get there. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just looking at it right here. And just from a pure, uh, just a, a pure points perspective, um, the difference between game one and game two was the lightning round. There were a ton of points posted in the lightning yeah. round for this oh, Garden yeah. Grove Drotters and Irvine.com's game. Can you uh, speak on that? Did you see any well, it's uh, not kind su- of trend? Or? It's not surprising considering the lightning round. It is what it is. It is We're talking two-minute offense when it comes to this. So this is where big plays and big moves are designed. You know, there are, there are some pra- teams that practice – more of this two minute offense than anything else, because they know that when it comes down to getting across that finish line, they know that this is where championships are won and lost. Exactly. Absolutely. You know, you can tell there is a sense of urgency. Uh, You know, maybe a team gets a little bit shaken if they lose the kickoff game, you know, so eventually they're going to try to uh, make up those points some way. So we want to make sure that, you know, nobody gets lost in the moment, but keeps all of that strong, strong uh energy and uh camaraderie and 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 working together in that aspect and let's talk Um, a little bit about i think this is going to be something interesting with dana brown uh third year and we talked about this during the drafting process how this could be a breakout year for her if you look at series and as you as a reminder is you get for every five points scored in the first two scenes 
you get a point. So if you look at the 14 in the first game, 13 in the second, this is a high scoring affair from both teams. But in, mm-hmm. uh, for that, that is, that is 27 points. That's worth five points in and of itself. By, by, by virtue of being the forward and her setting up the team for success, that's, that's a five points right there in the first two games, just for, just for Dana Brown. Absolutely. And, you know, and, you know, we definitely did call it. It's just a matter of just taking it and making sure that she's making everybody, uh, everybody look good and, and everything. I did want to um, speak a little bit about the, uh, you know, the newcomer Stephen Bartlett here. Mm -hmm. Um, I could definitely tell that, uh, you know, he had some success in the Ward Creek here, had some success in the lightning round, but wasn't afraid, wasn't really afraid to take the bull by the horns, just coming out the gate in the first scene, you know, scoring, uh, scoring four points on there. So, uh, you know, so he is definitely someone that we're gonna, we're gonna keep an an eye on and we want to see, um, you know, that point toil total grow uh more and more absolutely if you if you look at it you got three players all in this all in this series who uh who who have right around the same total number of points not exactly but we have this is a very i mean i and i'm repeating myself at this point but again you have to remember this was 74 to 73 we're talking a one point one laugh difference or one mord creek guess difference you know what i mean yes um, it, exactly and you let's know, talk. Uh, let's talk about this too. I uh, go back to Dana Brown. Four points stolen during Mordkrieg, and what a get, what a boon for her team. What a boon for you know. One could make the argument maybe that was a difference maker. It got real close, so that you have to assume that 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 had a huge sway on it. Absolutely, Dana is absolutely clutch in Mordkrieg for steals and uh, in general. So I mean, it's definitely she absolutely shines in that game. Um, you know, so we. Uh, you know, and a couple points left on the table here for advertising could make the whole difference. So remember, uh-huh. those of you, those of you are in there, you got to make sure you're promoting the shows, you got to make sure, um, you know, having those consistent practices, because that's, you know, that's, uh, you know, those are those are easy peasy layups. Uh, is yeah, what those are. Absolutely. And let's talk a little bit. Let's go. Let's go. Let's circle back to Zach Payne, because I don't want to dismiss this at all. As the goalie of the team, three saves across the board. Again, you get a point for every save and a bonus point for getting all three. You, look, if you if you drafted Zach Payne, you drafted him in the first round. So he is he is accomplishing what you want. Exactly. It, it, exactly. You know, in this one, I think, uh, you know, game two, they definitely capitalized on getting that uh, third, uh, that third goalie joke opportunity there. And you could tell these both of these teams were fighting to win and i know that that's not uh that that's not a groundbreaking revelation of commentary there but uh truly if you just kind of look at the point differential they're trying to maximize as much as they can so getting having a game where both teams get into the mid 70s is an absolute banger of a show yeah absolutely so um, let's take a look at that. So let's go ahead and move on over. So, so this have, is game. This is game number three. This is the end of series one. Yes. Uh, so we have the away team being the Fullerton Italian Americans and the Lake Forest Rangers. Now, uh, this intro uh, for the the Fullerton Italian uh, Americans there. Um, do you want to uh, speak on that a little bit or uh, well, there... one, yeah I'll speak on it but I do want to tell you six score was 66 to 65 again a very close nail biter for sure um, uh, uh, certainly uh, a team that's not afraid to make use of its style and its gimmick is the Fullerton Italian Americans um, mm-hmm. everyone comes out and shines at one point or another during this intro and I mean 
you know, I'm, I'm not dancing around this to be coy, but like it, there's part of me that wonders, can this be described? Yeah, you know, I mean, when you have a manager named uh, Luigi Boyardi, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I really don't know. And was that a human? Uh, no, nope, uh, no, sure. it was not. A, it was not a human. It was a it was indeed a puppet. Yeah. So uh, that's all you need to hear to come out to the, the show. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. Uh, this, this intro here is definitely worth the price of admission. But, yeah. um, you know, so let's, uh, let's break down the score one more time for you. And again, here's what we're seeing. We're seeing the person who scored the highest on the losing team. So yep. if you remember, part of IFL Fantasy, the, the person who scores the highest gets eight points. Mm-hmm. Now, just because there's a... Now, if you're at the IFL shows and you hear, oh, so-and-so is the talk about player of the game, they are the highest scoring player on their team for sure. But that does not guarantee that they are the highest scoring player in the show. And I think that's a very important distinction. And again, one of the successes we saw, this was replacing Garen Miller, uh, which, which was Kyle Goulston, former, uh, former IFL player, uh, longtime mm-hmm. veteran of the improv scene. But yeah, Garen caught that same. Uh, he, uh, the the uh, report said uh, uh, flu-like symptoms. Uh, mm. that's, that's what the report from the coach, from uh, Coach Boyardee, that's, that's what it said it came out as. Um, mm-hmm. said he, in the press conference, he mentioned uh, dehydration. You mentioned uh, cramps. So I think, I, look, you know, you know, it's the first game. It's the first, you know, matchup of the year. I think they can take, you know, losing their star player for this. Now, if this was down the stretch in the playoffs, in the finals even, I wonder if he plays through the pain. But, uh, you know, now now is the time to not go all, the, all in and, you know, have a second to, to catch your breath. Right, exactly. And I mean, some say it was hubris the way that he touched all the microphones in the press conference um, after these flu-like symptoms. But, you know, nothing ever came out of that. So I Uh, think he Nothing ventured, nothing gained with with that. So we'll be seeing him, I'm sure, soon enough in the thing. But I do want to, to Kyle Goulston's credit, uh, you know, showed up as a, you know, he was a free agent. He got signed for training camp and he got showed up like uh, later that week. He did not only get all three goalie saves, he had a two-point goalie save, which, again, that is also worth some extra points. So so Kyle's yes. fill-in was really good. Now, not to undersell Jason Nguyen, the goalie of the Lake Forest Rangers, who did win Talk About Player of the Game, he also is a rookie. So he probably was a what, – what a steal at a draft position where you if you were drafting rookies late – I think that uh, goalies, I think we talked about this a little bit. I think there was people who drafted at the top and then drafted at the bottom with goalies. Not a lot of midfield, not, excuse me, not a lot of mid-range goalies, you know what I mean? But, I, but Jason yeah. is already returning whatever investment you put in. Absolutely. He showed up. He said he will not be denied in the kickoff game. Uh, you know, he went in and he really, uh, he really went all in. And from there, you know, he made his presence known throughout the entire thing, uh, throughout the, uh, the entire show. Uh, performed incredibly well in Mord Creek, but also not letting the moment uh, get away from him in the lightning yeah. round, Hold, put, yeah. throw, putting some major points down. You know, you look at someone, um, you know, only one point differential from Chris Beal, someone that we uh, were very high on in this season. So no, no detriment to, to Chris, but it's more so a commentary on Jason really stepping up and really, um, really kind of shedding that rookie tag and just saying, you know what, I am here. I'm going to reward the manager that drafted me and just yeah. really go all in. Yeah. And again, uh, I think that we put it best with uh, Chris Beal forward for the, uh, 
forward for the Lake Forest Rangers. But yeah, I think Chris is someone you draft in your, you know, and again, I want to be clear. This is the first game that we're in the, we're, we're barely in C- series two. We have two more shows of series two to go through uh, before we call the points here. But Chris Beal, I think that you, you, he's a function guy. He's he, he plug and play start him every week. And you're going to be happy with the return that you draft him with. Cause again, you probably had it. You probably had to draft him high. Yep, absolutely. You know, and you're getting, you're getting just so much value, so much absolute value in that rookie spot. But going back to the comment that I made before, this was a one point difference. This yeah. was a, a one point difference. Yeah. And unfortunately the Fullerton Italian Americans left some points on the board for advertising. And I know mm-hmm. that it, you just hate to see a game be decided one way or another like that, but it truly, it, it truly does matter. In well, order to elevate yeah. That. Yeah. Well, let's talk about this because this was the team that got devastated by the injury bug. We're talking, mm-hmm. we're talking Achilles tweaks. We're talking hamstring tweaks. We're talking, you know, back spasms. Cause as you can see, we had one, two, three, three out of four free agents pickups. Now they, now again, they did an immaculate job. They lost by a point and uh, did, did what they needed to do. This is a still 65 to 66. This is a high scoring season so far. You know, mm-hmm. no one's even cracked. No one's even gotten lower than 60 at this point. 60 is the, is the lowest we've gotten. So this is a high scoring event. And so to have three, to have three free agents off the streets signed and played and to lose by one point, I think that speaks to uh, chef, uh, excuse me, coach Boyardee's ability. Yes, I agree. I agree. Very persuasive. And that, uh, that coach Boyardee. Um, so, I mean, we're, I'm really looking forward to this, uh, the Fullerton Italian Americans getting healthy, getting everybody in yeah. there, um, you know, and seeing, uh, really what um, what this next set of matchups do because boy howdy uh, going into series two uh, we have some bangers of a matchup one of which is already in the book yeah uh, so, so let's talk about let's talk about that for sure um, so go go for it Joey Break so we had the we had the Newport Beach Academy this is their second show going to the Garden Grove Trotters now uh Newport Beach Academy, 0-1. Garden Grove Trotters, 1-0. Now both of them leave the show 1-1. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we got uh, we got 1-1 one one there. Um, just looking at it, uh, you know, total of 63-260. Um, you know, overall, uh, Vanessa Kosi – is it Kosi Annan? Kosi Annan. Kosi Annan. Kosi Annan. Kosi Annan, Yes. Uh, she is our Taco Bell player of the game here. Um, a very even point distribution here um, from the Newport Beach Academy. Everybody did a great job, pulled their uh, pulled their fair share. Um, a lot of points scored, um, just kind of all across the board. And in, in, in uh, various games, you could see that there's um, not one particular uh, moment that uh, you know really knocked it away. But that's how you want to win. You want to have the most consistency. So um, big, big, uh, big, big kudos to them here. Just kind of looking at the um, looking at the goalie saves. Tough night for Mina here going into the the goalie saves. But well, they well, they are the away team. And I do think that speaks on the home for the ferocity of the home team of the Garden Grove Trotters fans. Right. 
absolutely. They, you know, they're not, they weren't letting anything slip by, but um, you know, it just goes to show in the, in the beginning, you know, there's some, there could be some jitters and that's a, okay. There's a long, you got a long season. Uh, you know, you got a, a, a lot of time and, uh, you know, Mina's got that uh, solid energy. He's uh, incredibly likable. Well, you can't this, well, not like Mina. Well, that that's this again speaks to the quality of coaching that we have in IFL. Again, this is a team struggled with the injury bug. Lauren, mm-hmm. Mina, Russell, all free agents, all picked up off the streets. Uh, 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 in fact, uh, if you look down at Garden Grove Trotters, they were missing their head coach. There was some. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's speculation at this point. There's, there's a lot of things going around and I want to be clear. Look, we are, we are the fantasy analysts. We are not here to comment or judge on anything in terms of, you know, anything, everything, you know, it's all hearsay at this point. So, you know, we're not going to comment on anything above what we know for sure. Yeah. We're not going to talk about any horse tranquilizers. We're not going to talk about any illegal dealings. Yeah, if you're looking for that, unfortunately, this is not the podcast for you. We're strictly looking at IFL from a fantasy right. standpoint. Um, but on an look, unrelated tell- topic, you can join us for that podcast directly after this. Yeah, the yeah, dark yeah. side of IFL. Yeah, absolutely. So, assistant coach Jesse Joseph stepped in. You know, I, you know, Jesse Joseph. He's got one of these careers where he was a coach previously. He stepped away from the game, and now he's back here and there, um, for sure. But so, you know, but again, speaking to Courtney, uh, Courtney's credit that they did a great job coaching this team. Um, I think that they had, uh, they scored you some points. Again, the winning coach gets an automatic three pointer on mm-hmm. top of whatever point other points they scored for during this. Uh, but yeah, again, if we go back to, to what we're talking about, Zach Payne, uh, who did not win this uh, game, but he was your highest scoring player in this one. That's uh, that is pretty wild. So you just need to know that you know winning games is uh, is very critical. But even if not, I mean, if you still have a showing on the losing team, you can definitely uh, re- it really de- uh, it's a really good showing for uh, your particular team, and you can still rake in some points there. Um, I know, I know, we're way too early. Let's I, let's do a way too early yep. conversation really quick. Yep. Is Zach Payne the best pick so far in the season? Because let's 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 remember, as a goalie for this show too, he got all three points worth that bonus point. First show, all three goalie saves got the bonus point. Was the second highest scorer in the first show? Was the first highest scorer in this show? Meaning that he got seven points last time on top of what else? Whatever else he got, he got eight points this time on top of whatever else he got. Is it you too know, soon to say this? This should he should have been the number one pick? You know, it's, I'm not going to argue with you. I think that avid anime enthusiast Zach Payne is uh, really, uh, you know, really showing up and he's showing that, that he's here. He was the coach last season for the Lake Forest Rangers, but he's showing that he's here to play. Um, you know, it, it is close. I, I think it could be a one and two situation with Zach and James. I think James, yeah. uh, you know, he, cause he, I mean, let's, let's remember, we still have series to the rest of series two to come out. So we're not at the end of series two, but again, this is why I kept getting the, the qualification too early 
But again, you're looking at two shows in a row. After these two shows, he scored you 15 points, right? Before, before you talk about his points that he scored as a goalie, he scored you 15 points. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I wouldn't argue. I wouldn't argue with you. Uh, yeah. If you were to, uh, were to declare that right now, um, now give me, um, now, if, okay. Now you said James Stebick, and I think that's a good, that's a good one too. If James mm-hmm. Stebick wins the most points in his next show, then the conversation maybe slides towards that way. Maybe Jennifer Choi comes back in around in this. Cause again, I, again, we're talking the first round. You could have picked whoever you want. I don't think any first round pick has been, uh, you know, I think Vanessa, who we had as a first round pick, she showed you here. She won the talk about player of the game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely. And that and, was and 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 as she's the midfielder in this show. And look at this: Lauren got four points, Mina got two points. So that means Lauren got the uh, the the highest guess possible, and then Mina got the next one. And uh, well, there was no steals, but look at that. Look, we got uh, uh, Vanessa got showed up as both a midfielder and as a point scorer too. Yeah, I mean it's definitely definitely a, a dark horse there. But I mean, you gotta look too. Um, you know, just from hyping up Jason, uh, Jason here, you know, he's yeah. de- definitely coming in hot. Um, you know, it's still, it's still real early and we yes. do love a real, real early prediction, but that's just goes to show that I, I think of the fact that, uh, there, we have, there's so much talent in this season 10. Um, there's so much absolute talent in here that even people that step in, you know, last minute to uh, fill an injury or to um you know take over take over a spot briefly due to some unforeseen speculated circumstances uh they it, it you don't skip a beat you, you don't skip a beat here like you said nothing there hasn't been a sub 60 show um yeah. you know so i think that there's uh there's great depth all of these shows are incredibly entertaining all right joey let's go ahead and break down the rest of series two we have the irvine.comies versus the fullerton americans now this one is going to be a fun one yeah for sure i think that uh, both of these teams we're we're in nail biters they both lost their show by a single point which could be one thing or another you know you don't know what it was could be anything, any given Sunday kind of stuff. So both of these teams are not going to walk away 0-1. Uh, but, um, yeah, if you look at that team, it, uh, the Irvine.com is in their first one scored 73. I mean, to score 73 points and still lose, you know what I mean? Like, that's going to grow a chip on the shoulder there, and they are going to come out of the gate, and they are going to play mad. They yeah. are going to be playing real mad. Now, um, from the – uh substitute side is there any um you know i know that there was some uh concerns about some uh substitutions and you know uh some injury stuff do you do you believe that uh both these teams should be at full strength uh the early reports indicate that there is just scrapes and bruises you know what i mean like there are some people on you know the injury alert but as far as we know this is um uh, this is a good to go game. Everyone should be there. Everyone who you expect is going to be there again. Irvine.comies over 73 last time. Bulletin Americans, I, what, what were they, 63, 64? So, again, this is yeah. still going to be a high scoring pair. Uh, I will say, 
Fullerton, uh, uh, they're at Fullerton, and these Americans fans, let me tell you, they are not afraid to suck the energy out of the room. They are looking to just, you know, you, you know, they, they, you know, they're, they're the, they're the fifth member. You know, that's the, the Italian, that's the Americans, uh, that's the American slogan of their little gimmick. That's the, the, the crowd is the number five for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I definitely do. The, uh, you know, the, the, the fifth member can be uh, yeah. real, real disruptive for the other team's goalie, you know, and you're going into enemy territory. Yeah. You know, absolutely. If you, if you are the dot commies, you are going into enemy territory and you have to know that you got to come out of the gate hard and you got to come out of the gate strong in order to uh win these these uh fifth member fans over like you you coached in the uh, you coached in the ifl what is, can you tell can you speak on the difference uh not that any not that any stadium is quiet but especially these really loud ones in terms of communication in terms of like uh calling plays like how what is the difference from that perspective of things you know, it's tough. You just got to be forward and you got to have the, uh, you got to be quick. You cannot, uh, you know, if you make a call and you make a decision, you have to, uh, you can't, you can't wait around. You got to seize the opportunity. Um, you know, don't be afraid to, um, you know, make those good calls early. Uh, you know, we got power plays, baby. So let's use them. Let's, oh, let's, you're, uh, you're calling, let's, you're calling for the first power play of the season. I, it should, it very well should be. I think that uh, my pick, uh, my guess is that the um, Irvine dot commies are going to use the first power play of the season. I wouldn't be surprised. Do you have an idea of where it might be? Maybe I think Coley, maybe Mord Creek, maybe uh, during the lightning round. What are you thinking? I mean, if it's anything like last season, it's going to be in the lightning round. I think mm-hmm. that they're going to take advantage of that, um, that lightning round power play. I think that's, that's my prediction there. It could come early. It could come in the Mord Creek, yeah. but I would say that um, in order to preemptively call it to where you don't get shut out, because yeah. that was a, a major thing. If you wait for the lightning round and you miss that opportunity, you are leaving a ton of points uh, on the table there. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about this from the Fulton, Fulton Americans. We'll just do this for the Americans because uh, we got we got we got to start cruising. But the Americans are going to be full force. They have Garen, you have Kristen, you have Katie, and you have Aubrey. Who is your standout player from the Americans on this one? Who who should be who should be on people's radar when it comes to this one? Uh, I am going to go with uh, Katie, and here's yeah. why. Here, I'm going to go with Katie, and here's why. Uh, again, they're going to be back at full strength. There was a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of preseason hype. Uh, I have, uh, I have Katie picked uh, here on my uh, my league, and I think that um, you know it's just going to take that that one getting over that one injury bug. Uh, and then when they're going to come back, they're going to come back strong and they will definitely may leave their footprint on IFL. And I believe that they will be the difference maker. Right. That yeah. makes sense to me. Well, let's, mm-hmm. let's jump that now to the second show and Lake Forest Rangers traveled to the Tustin Raiders, both of whom started off strong one and a piece. Now here's the question. And again, I'm asking this from, from the coaching standpoint, I'm 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 the coach of the Lake Forest Rangers going to Tustin Raiders. Do I go with a game plan or is the playbook thrown out the window against something like the Tustin Raiders? Um, you know, 
you go in, you go in having a good idea, but then you look at the the players on the Tustin Raiders, you look at the playbook and you look at kind of, kind of strategy to, to really counterplay there. But, you know, ultimately uh, I think you just, I think you just wing it. Dare I say you do some improvisation in this thing. Uh, Interesting. What, what, what's, you know. what's the advantage then? Is it, is it, is it because you think that Derek, who's a great coach, uh, IFL hall of famer, is he punch counterpunch? Like, do you, do you come in, you, you know, is he, is he taking too much of a scientific method when it comes to his IFL approach? Is that, is that why you go kind of more loose jazz improv style? What, what, what's the, what's the thought behind going for that more looser style? It's because, you know, in all actuality, you can't, you can't hold anything back. It's the, uh, you know, it's really, it's the second game. Uh, you know, we do have a long season, but, you know, digging yourself kind of out of a hole and putting yourself on top here and, and, and establishing superiority is the, is the move. And that's the way that you, that you got to do it. You got to go, uh, you know, pedal to the metal. Um, and really roll with the punches um, and what's given you. And you got to be, uh, you have to, each game is different. Each game's going to have their own, uh, you know, pros and cons. I think depending on the kickoff game uh, is a huge indication of whether or not you are going to be, uh, whether or not you're going to attack or you're going to um, go counter punching the whole time. So I think that yeah. that is a huge indication, um, you know, and then once it's from there, maybe have a couple uh, maybe I have a couple strategies, loose strategies in the back pocket, but you know, if it were up to me, um, I would uh, definitely throw the playbook out the window and just feel feel the game, feel the but rhythm look, of the game. Looking at these Rangers again, we're talking Jennifer Choi, Jay Kimsey, Jason Nguyen, and uh, Chris Beal. Who who is the one who's going to put the nail in the coffin? If 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 the Lake Forest Rangers win, what who did that? Who made that happen? You know, I'm I'm looking at the the previous uh, the previous game here. Which again, right. again Jason, Jason Nguyen, he won the talk about player of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was one of those situations where I mean, if there if there is a real sports metaphor, you know, you have uh, someone like LeBron, right? I would say in Jennifer Choi, you have someone like LeBron, right? If they're seeing that they're getting his older age, if they're seeing that, you know, Jason's got it, he's, he's, you know, doing real well. He sees that the team's going well, you know, maybe he might, you know, take, they might take it easy. Maybe they might take it easy a little bit this show, but for series two, I expect Jennifer Choi to have a, monster game coming back i i think that she's got that first round pick i think that she's going to definitely come in real strong um and uh really really put that uh that exclamation point um for the rangers there yeah uh well i'm gonna i'm now gonna flip to the other side the tustin raiders um we have jared lamelli erica cervantes zach robbins and then ray durst uh himself kyle pearson Mm-hmm. Um, if I had to get, if here, I'm, I'm going to listen, and I know you're probably going to give me business about this, but I think if, if the Raiders win, I think it's going to come down to Zach Robbins. That's who, that's who my pick is. We're talking mm-hmm. the goalie of the team. I know he left some points out on the table in the first show. There's no question about it, but despite that fact, still is the fourth highest scorer in the first show. So he already has the competitive edge of being one of the top scorers despite losing out on not uh, scoring a whole bunch in his first show, uh, especially compared to say a Ray Durst or com- uh, compared to a uh, Danny Gomez or a Vanessa. 
Um, mm-hmm. But I think that I think the ship writes itself. I think Derek Luchin finds that secret sauce with him, and then he goes from there. That's that's my pick for who's going to be the difference maker in this next show. But I'm also, gonna... but also, I drafted Zach Robbins, so maybe I've got some personal bias. Perhaps you know, but I don't think that I, I'm not going to give you smack at all. I think you know, being that goalie, taking that opportunity, you know, to really, uh, really go in there and and, and really show the uh, really really show that uh, strong goalie presence, find that that goalie energy. Yeah, like you said, Derek Lujan. I'm, I'm hearing reports out of practice that they have been working. He's he stayed late. Um, you know, just practicing goalie jokes to the mirror. And if yeah. he makes his own self laugh, then that's two points because he's been trained not to laugh classically, as they say. So, uh, you know, I think that he really kind of needs that opportunity to uh, to shine there. And I think that uh, I, I, I do think that that's a uh, a, a strong, ch- uh, strong case for uh, some some great positive points there. Um so I want to see, uh, Joey, who, who takes it? Who, who, uh, what, what do we have predictions <sighs> wise? Uh, what do we Boy. have, uh, looking at the, uh, the, the commies and the Americans who, who you got? I, that, I know these are never easy to pick, but I think, you know what? This is not, no. Cause I was about to say the commies, but then I remembered, Americans are back at full strength. I think Americans back at full strength, we don't know, so we haven't seen it yet. So I'm going to go with them. Gotcha. Well, I'm taking the commies. I'm taking the commies. Okay, that, a split. Um, That's fair. I'm taking the commies. I think uh, I think James, you know, doubles down. I think, um, you know, Steven brings that, brings that energy. Um, and, you're, and you're calling for the first power play of the season too. I uh, am. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I'll put it this way. I mean, this is probably a no-duh. Power play goes the commies way. Yeah, you're probably right. Commies, it doesn't go their way though. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a question in my mind that the Fulton Americans, I don't think there's a doubt in my mind. If the Fulton Americans win, if the commies call power play and it does not go their way, if they don't call power play, I don't know for sure. I don't know. I, I pick Americans based on a gut instinct because they're now they're yep. back in full strength. But if I had, yeah, yeah. If there's a power play called and it's successful, I think it's Irvine.commies. Gotcha. And that makes sense now. Let's go ahead and uh, mine as well while we're at it. Let's do it. Uh, I think Lake this Forest one, Rangers or here, the Raiders. Here's the difference, okay? And not that I don't think rest is important, but we're talking about momentum. Raiders had a long break in between their shows, right? Mm-hmm. Rangers just won, right? Mm-hmm. Just won with full strength as well. I'm gonna let. I'm saying that the momentum pushes them forward. Lake Forest Rangers ends up being two and zero. I think that the Rangers mm-hmm. Rangers wins this one. Yep. Um, you know, I, I'm looking at it and I just see from, from Ray Durst, I just see that there's such a, uh, there, there's a lot of, a lot of points there. You know, there, there is absolutely a lot of points, but you know, I, I put Jay Choi down as my step up player. And if you know, she's operating at full strength, I, I don't see a way for this Lake Forest Rangers team to uh, come up short. I'm going to agree with you there. I'm going to take Lake Forest in this one. Look, and again, Raiders win. Am I surprised? No, but I'm just saying that like, this is my gut instinct at this point is to stick with the Lake Forest Rangers. Now, again, story flips around. If the Raiders just played, if the Raiders just won just last week, 
Maybe I go with the Raiders. I do think momentum is a thing. I think it's, it's one of these intangibles, especially for two high scoring teams. You're talking about looking for an X factor between the two of them. And both those teams have an X factor in players and in coaches. So now my question becomes, it's got to be something else. And I'm just going to pick with momentum. Now, now, Derek, if you are listening, I mean, you know, Joey's hyping up uh, Mr. Robbins here. I'm just going to say it. If you want to call the goalie power play for Mr. Robbins, you could do it. You absolutely could do it. That is, as, as a reminder, while this will also affect Zach Robbins uh, from a fantasy standpoint, the, if your goalie joke goes over well, you steal three points from your opposing team. It's a six-point swing. You get three points. The other team loses three points. It's a six-point swing. But if you don't get it, the, the, team, only, the, uh, the team only steals one point from you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's either so... a plus six or a minus one. So... I, guess it's a, I guess it's a minus... Uh, maybe I don't know if it's I don't know. This is not. I'm out of my depth in this one. It's either a, a minus bit, one. Yeah, it's either a minus one or a minus two because they're stealing that point away from you. Uh, we'll get we'll get the fact checkers looking at that. Uh, yeah. But but I think that's that's enough from us today in terms of all that jazz. So. Yes. So um, any uh, kind of closing final thoughts here, Joey? We're kind of reaching the end of our time here. But do you have any uh, kind of comments on uh, the remainder of series two, series one? Look, it's uh, it's IFL, but more importantly, we are getting to midseason form, and we'll ha- we'll talk more about midseason as we come to it. But the- do not let IFL playoffs and finals sneak up on you. You can check out IFL Network on Facebook. You can check on IFL Comedy on Instagram. Find out more about sh- upcoming shows uh, and uh, stick around for playoffs and finals. But also, Joey, too. I mean, this is breaking. We have breaking news today uh, from the. Uh, IFL from the expansion league. Oh yeah, absolutely. That has been so a big you, deal. Uh, yeah. You want to we'll speak about, on that a little bit? Yeah. Uh, we're just going to close things up with this. Uh, so IFL has been around for 10 seasons. That's obviously IFL season 10. Um, as the IFL grows and continues to change, we have had intrigue and interest from uh, several different locations. So uh, we are now expanding IFL to IFL San Diego. San Diego, uh, the birthplace of jazz, um, is going. Yeah, some would say. Uh, uh, They are having their own league. They are having their own commissioner, their own coach, their own players, their own whole thing. And they uh, and we are going to see for sure one day a competition between a friendly little competition between Orange County and San Diego. Absolutely. And I mean, congratulations, Joey. That's definitely a huge yeah. accomplishment for anybody involved, um, you know, with IFL, the, the growth and, and the success and, and other people wanting to, uh, you know, be a part of that and, and cultivate their community. So that's a huge, yeah. uh, a huge, uh, huge get for you and Matt, um, you know, for, uh, for all that. So uh, again, huge congratulations for everyone that's um, kind of contributed to the success. Yeah, absolutely. So, so um, with that being said, I think we're just going to rock and roll and get on out of here again. Um, this is the IFL Fantasy Podcast, Episode 3, um, where I'll be back with you in a couple weeks to kind of break down the rest of Series uh, 2 and give our previews for Series 3. Um, and then, uh, yes, uh, go to improvcollective.fun uh, to look up all the other shows that are uh, going to be coming in the area. Um, ton of great stuff we had the 
the Improv Fest, the OC Improv Fest, that happened, um, you know, last week at the time, or two weeks ago at this time of the recording, and it was so much fun. Um, tons of tons of great people, tons of great um, uh, tons of great exposure for everybody involved. So please uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, um, and then uh, if you want to come see a show. Uh, improvcollective.fun check it out um thank you so much i am mike joey thank you so much for being with me my man of course mike thank you mike for having me absolutely and we will see you guys next time bye-bye